Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Hutch, your host of Hanging with Hutch. This is our first episode. And our first episode is brought to you by Bobby and Steve's Auto World, located downtown Minneapolis at 1221 Washington Avenue South. Yeah, food, fuel, and out of service, plus much, much more. Serving people is the most important part of Bobby and Steve's Auto World. Make sure you stop in today and say hello to Alan, the manager. So we had to switch gears a little bit. Officer Daniels is supposed to be on, uh, is out of town and doesn't have great cell service, but he's promised he's going to be on uh, as soon as he's available. So since it is Friday, May 15th, and this is in National Law Enforcement Memorial Week, uh, we're going to talk about the men and women in law enforcement who gave their lives to protecting and serving us. We're going to have two guests on. One is going to be Carol from Wrestling for Life. She's got a great story, and she's helping uh, first responders and suicide prevention. Our second guest is Sergeant Pat Chelmo from the County Sheriff's Office. He is going to talk about Lima, talk about how you can help. It's going to be a fun-filled show, but also it's going to be very somber because it is a National Law Enforcement Week, and it's appreciation, and, and it's here to uh, note and and respect ones who gave their lives. So we'll get into that now. I mean, then we'll have our guest on a little bit here, but I just want to. Moment of silence, please. Our next guest is Pat Chummel, a sergeant with the Hampton County Sheriff's Office. Go ahead, sir. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me on. Um, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a sergeant with the Sheriff's Office in Hennepin County, um, and uh, I get to be a, a partner with the Minnesota Law Enforcement Memorial Association. Um, we're a, a group that uh, does our part to try to support uh, fallen officers uh, and their, their families specifically, but we uh, we honor and uh, and uh, memorialize uh, fallen officers from across the state of Minnesota. Uh, we perform their funerals with our honor guard and uh, try to partner with other community groups to support those surviving uh, families and friends of those officers. Yeah, it's a great organization, and people sometimes forget that a lot of times it's the families that are most affected, and then the partners and law enforcement. And I think. Um, what can people do? I know now is you know May fifteenth. We're recording this, but next year, how can people donate or get involved and help uh, this organization help uh, our fallen heroes? You know, there's a, there's a couple of different ways that uh, that we look for support um, from the community um, all year. Uh, we ask folks uh, if they're willing and, and interested in supporting us to donate. Uh, you can donate directly to the Minnesota Law Enforcement Memorial Association. Um, you can uh, select. Uh, Lima as your charity of choice using uh, Amazon Smile, 
Um, and then there's other events that we host. Uh, we partner with a great organization called Spare Key and uh, try to do some, uh, some, some shared marketing and some shared fundraising events. Um, they've been a, a great partner with us um, for the last few years. Um, there's information on our Facebook page um, as well as our website. Um, so anything folks want to do to reach out, we're always looking for, uh, for support and for help from the community. And those that spare key can throw some fun parties too. I was at the one last year. It's quite the to do. Yeah, they uh, they they host a gala, um, a fundraising gala for us once a year, uh, and we uh, we share the proceeds from that with their organization. Yeah, Pat. What else can you tell us about um, Lima, and and tell us a little bit about uh, your role at, at uh, the county's tri wellness too? Because it kind of goes coincides together with, you know, fortunately. Um, not many uh, sheriff's deputies have been killed in land of duty in the history, but uh, you talk about 228 died by suicide last year. I mean, that's a number where it's, you know, 146 died in line of duty. So that's, it's, it's a bad number. So what are you helping uh, people that are current deputies and law enforcement officers? You know, the, uh, the work that we do at the sheriff's office actually dovetails really nicely with some of the stuff that we do at Lima. Obviously um, with Lima, we try to, uh, commemorate and honor the fallen officers and our work at the sheriff's office uh, helps to support our current officers and, and their families and loved ones. Um, you know, you mentioned that there were 228 uh, officers that died by suicide last year. Um, some of the work that we do at, at uh, our tri-wellness unit to support those includes mental health uh, therapy and counseling. Um, we are doing a lot to try to build resilience um, within uh, our agency, the sheriff's office specifically, but also just, I think that, uh, is naturally going to spread across law enforcement. Cops talk to each other, they share ideas. And our hope is that, uh, by opening the door to conversations about mental health and wellness, about suicide prevention, about building resilience, that, uh, that that word will spread and the stigma, uh, that often surrounds, uh, and almost clouds, the, uh, the community of law enforcement will, will start to go away. Um, we want folks to, to talk about what they can do to take care of each other um, and to be better partners for their law enforcement partners and for their families. Um, you know, uh, we're fortunate that we have uh, groups like Lima that support cops and uh, units like Tri Wellness to really keep moving that needle forward. Yeah, Pat, I was on a call earlier with the DPS about uh, the COVID updates and I asked Booker, the assistant uh, commissioner, if I could say a few words, and I talked about 146 who died in line of duty and the 228 who died by suicide. We had a moment of silence. Um, I brought some stuff up to them about um, our tri-wellness. You know, when I got elected as a sheriff of Hennepin County, it was one of my number one goals to get that rolling. And with you, Rachel, and, and, uh, and Jennifer, it's successful. It's one of the most successful now in the, in the country. I spoke uh nationally a few weeks ago about it with your great notes and it's important for people to know that um if we want to get this 228 down if we want to get this 146 down the 146 down line duty better training and i think wellness helps them to be more uh, pr- productive and and safer on the job but we have to get rid of this 228 that died by suicide for sure you know uh every year obviously the obvious attention is given to those that are killed on the line of duty. Um, and the, uh, the giant elephant in the room is uh, the mental health challenges, 
the changes that take place as we as we navigate our careers um, and, and the ways that we do or don't cope with the things that we see, the things that we do, the things that we hear um, as part of our career. We ask our, our cops to do a lot um, for our communities, more than just about any other group. Um, and that takes its toll. You know, nobody nobody calls 911 to check in and say they're having a great day. Um, people call the police or they call for emergency response when a situation's out of control and, or something devastating has happened. And to ask officers to see that day in and day out is challenging. Um, you know, Absolutely. I think uh, law enforcement agencies have uh, a responsibility to take care of their cops. We, uh, we, we test our cops physically, mentally, uh, and medically before they start the job. And in order for them to be hired, they have to be well. Um, and then after their career is over, we owe it to them to return them to their families in just as good a condition. Um, and you know, I think the, the efforts of, of Tri Wellness are really starting to look at how we can maintain that wellness from the time that they're hired until the time that they retire. And uh, only by doing that are we going to really start to make an impact on that that dreadful number of 228 suicides. Yeah, it keeps me up at night, Pat. That's why we started this program. That's what's most important to me as Sheriff of Benford County. And, and again, I just want to thank you for being on, and I want to thank you for your role to, at the Tri Wellness. And I think we just got to get more public uh, input and and express this more to the public that uh, our heroes out here are suffering. Uh, a lot of it is because the uh, you know the kind of the anti police sentiment going on, but that's a small uh, majority of people. It's the uh, it's the majority of people like us. They still respect us, but we have to do a better job of, of of producing a better product. So this wellness center is to help our deputies and staff serve the people better. So I think that's important to know that we're doing this to keep our people safe. So we can keep you safe, the public safe. And I think uh, that's one thing we really got to work on. And I think we're doing a great job. And I'd like to thank you. And I'm going to call my next caller here. And I, I appreciate all your hard work. And have a good day, buddy. All right. Thank you so much, Sheriff. Take care. See ya. Hey, Carol. Thanks for joining us. So um, Carol's with Wrestling for Life. And she's got a, a, a sad story. But she's turning the tragedy into helping others. And I'm proud to have her on. I'm excited to have her on. And. And Carol, introduce yourself and tell us about your great organization and kind of tell us about your story. Um, thanks, Dave. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, my name's Carol Castle, and I'm the founder and director of the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame. And Wrestling for Life is a program, one of, one of the things we do from the Hall of Fame. And I always say that we're all wrestling for life, just some more than others. And it came about from something that I went through. My son was a firefighter, and he worked with two departments locally here. And he committed suicide. And I'm a mom. I, I went over this many, many times. Like, there was no sign. There was no, he's not one of those kids that you could have put your finger on it or, or yeah, something's going to happen down the road or was ever in trouble. He was an Eagle Scout. He, he was one of those go-to guys. Uh, everybody liked him very, very well liked. He was a trainer. He went into, 
he he was doing everything. Uh, I I believe it was a first responder. Or you're working too many hours, uh, going to school to get his master's in fire science, between the two jobs, uh, overtired, crazy ex-wife. I, I don't know. But, I don't know. Well, again, it, and that, a lot of that is sleep deprivation, maybe not eating right, sleeping right. But that's why you're doing this is because yeah. first responders, especially... You know, your son was an excellent firefighter, but as this uh, police week is happening, you know, 228 um, police officers last year died by suicide. Only 140, not only, but 146 died in line of duty. So, you got 228 police officers who took their own lives. And, you know, this is why I think your organization is great with your coins. And, and I think you're just a wonderful person for doing it. But can you talk to us about the coins? I think those are, those are cool. And I think they're, and the meaning behind it's even um, more special. Well, I I was trying to figure out what could have been done because it had to be a spur of the moment decision. Um, he had plans the next morning for interview at a college to change uh, paramedic into BSN in so many months. Uh, he had a full schedule with work. Um, my background is in corrections, and then I worked in, as a psych tech in a locked crisis stabilization ward in a, in a psych hospital. So I was trying to think what I could invent or, or come up with that possibly could have helped him. I, I came up with the idea one night, um, and I called a life coin. Um, it's it's heavy weight for its size. Um, I went with top quality, top of the line. I know there's a lot of challenge coins out there. What makes mine different is I vetted 14 different suicide hotlines before I settled on Safe Call Now. I actually talked to the people that are taking calls, and I found that all but two that I talked to besides Safe Call Now were just merely phone uh, call centers. Their next call could be for Piggly Wiggly. It could be for an auto store. And I was just shocked at that. I have a psych background. I'm a psych tech. I was appalled. Yeah, and I, then I, I, didn't, I didn't know that either. That's crazy. I have my notes. I have my notes. And I was I, I started calling because my wrestling connections. There's a lot of police officers involved with wrestling. I started calling around asking, who would you or your chief recommend if you were in crisis to talk to? And in the Chicago area, Indianapolis, in that area, there was a couple that were very geographically like for Tri City area that were very good. But I needed something nationwide, and I wanted Canada and. I started hearing the name Safe Call Now, so I called them. I was able to talk to the founder, and he was a police officer, go figure. And he knew what he needed 17, 18 years ago. And he, from the ground up, he designed it for what first responders need. Uh, number one, it's anonymous. It's a 206 phone number that cannot be subpoenaed. 
people do not realize you're not safe calling eight hundred numbers. Somehow somebody can subpoena and find out everyone that called it. If you call this phone number and somebody walks in the room, you can hang up and nobody's gonna call you back. You can replace the call. It's encrypted. It is a safe call for somebody to make. They also run two PTSD treatment centers in the country that are for first responders only. It was a win-win. Um, I asked them, this is my idea. I'm just trying to stop the suicide epidemic so another mom doesn't go through what I went through. And he was like, ah, I love the idea. I, I'm on board. Let me know what I can do to assist. And that was a year and two weeks ago. And in that year and two weeks, we have about 6,000 coins in every state. Uh, about seven months ago, I started describing the program to somebody, and I used the term adopt-a-cop, and that kind of caught on. And I took pictures of a friend of mine adopting her favorite cop, uh, Grant Greens in, in Blaine, and somebody else adopted one, and somebody else, and that kind of grew. And now we have full departments that have been adopted by private citizens, which is really kind of neat. Yeah, and in the city of Minneapolis, the city of Minneapolis, we have, it was a picture I adopted Officer Rob Thunder, who has helped me on several different uh, um, road trips and missions to different departments uh, with the life point. And he adopted, I adopted Rob, and he adopted his, his commander, Lindsey Heron, in third precinct. And I took that picture and posted it. And they're the two most photogenic officers I've ever seen. Well, somebody that lives about a mile away from their precinct seen that, got a hold of me, and said that he wants to adopt that precinct. And him and his business partner, once a, a realtor, Bill Oliver, and his partner, Sean Higgins, is a mortgage banker. And they adopted, and that means they bought coins for the whole precinct. That's and amazing. we went to roll call, and they were so impressed by the officers, by how touched they were. And I went and I talked about the benefits, how it's free of charge. It covers the officers and their families for referrals, for services. They were so grateful. They have pledged to cover every department, every precinct in Minneapolis for the police officers. Then they're going to start doing all the fire departments in, in the city of Minneapolis. That's awesome. And right now where we're sitting, we have over 100 departments nationwide that are totally covered by private sponsors. And, and and this is like in about a seven month time since we started doing the adapt the cop or adapt the cop or your favorite uh, first responder. So so it could be an EMS department, uh, North Memorial Hospital uh, EMS was totally um, adopted sponsored by two private individuals. Uh, we've had um, correction facilities. Uh, we have um, jails. Total jails. I'm 
actually trying to find a couple sponsors for Hennepin County. I was just going to mention that. We would, we would love to be a part of that and then especially work with our tri wellness program. I would love that, Carol, if you can arrange that. It would be wonderful. I, I, I have some departments that are using them as a base for their peer, um, the peer support program. And I, I did 23 years of the Department of Corrections, and I realized what it's like to come to work in a jail or a prison every day. And usually correction officers are on the outs. They don't feel part of the law enforcement team. So I wanted to include them with Wrestling for Life. And Sean, Sean Riley is a president and the founder of State Hall Now. He opened his arms to corrections. And they're included with the first responders, along with the EMS, fire, and, and law enforcement. And I think we should add, at some point, you should add dispatchers because they sometimes feel forgotten too and they they deal with a lot of stuff on the phone that's traumatic uh, they are of course included in this and once the virus uh the COVID-19 started we have added medical uh all medical first responders and one of my pet projects I've wanted to get off the ground is the veteran life point and it's just been a matter of telling enough life points through our website which is wrestlingforlife.org I want I've got the, the design it's just a matter of getting enough capital together to, to order enough to make it feasible because well, my method is I sell half and I give away half well Carol I, I feel that you know I'm, I'm part of a rotary club that's, that's veterans I'm thinking I'm one of the only non-veterans they invited me so it's a Rotary Club, a Veterans Rotary Club, so we should connect those dots because those guys are all, and ladies are all veterans, and uh, this would be a good way of maybe to get in that uh, in that group because they're they're still struggling from from you know Vietnam to that, Iraq to all this stuff, and I yeah. think we got to help them too. I I love that idea. We should do that sh- uh, very very shortly. Uh, there's such a need, and I have my design, and then um, President Trump added. Um, space, um, the space force. So now we got we got six. So I've just got to change the design, modify it a little bit. I'm ready to rock and roll on this. My sister's working out of the Pentagon right now, so it would be really neat to get this going while she's still there and General Ashley's still there. Yeah, I because they change a lot. It, it seems like. And I really think I, with everything going on with COVID nineteen, I'd like to do especially life points for first responders. I I agree. I think um, we need to do it. I think it's important. It. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I've got going on in my vision. You know, for the rest of this year, I want to continue with our first responders. Um, everything kind of got slammed shut with with the virus. Uh, it's you can't go to the department. You can't go to roll call. You can't walk into the stations to talk to the guys. I was lucky enough to do a cross-country road trip with Officer Thunder from Minneapolis Police Department. They spared him for a few days. And we went to some smaller departments, Williamsburg, Kentucky, Jellicoe, Tennessee, Red Bank, Tennessee, where they've had a lot of loss, where there's suicide, uh, trauma, um, while we were there, one of the officers, an officer from Red Bank was killed by his wife. And we had just gotten there 
and we hopped in the car and went down there, and we spent probably four or five hours with with the department in Red Bank, with the chief and and the rest of the department, helping them just process through everything. And my psych background helped, and Rob being a police officer, of course, we, we adopted the department. We gave everyone a life plane and just helped them breathe. And we did this with several departments, four, five, six departments. It, it turned out to be more of a missionary trip mm-hmm. than what we had originally imagined it would be. We had an appointment that Monday morning with Len Jacobs the mayor of Knox County, to talk about rescue uh, for life and life points. And we did that the following day. But we didn't know the trauma that these smaller departments and, and the suicide, the suicide rate of these smaller departments and the lack of equipment and the lack of backup and the lack of resources and how close they are. They don't have a fresh ear to process through their trauma. And so the life coins actually gave them that number of fresh voice because when they call, they can talk to another police officer. Or if you're a captain, you can ask talk to a police captain. They, they're, they're large enough where they have somebody of your like position. Yeah, this is a great, great program. Can you, you have a website you could give to our listeners? Cause, um, you know, as soon as we edit this and, and send it out, um, I think hopefully we get a lot of listeners. So if you can give the website how they can help and oh, maybe donate. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Um, we are uh, 501c3. It's um, www.wrestling, the number four, life.org. Perfect. So wrestling, number four, four life.org. And you're on social media too, aren't you, Carol? Um, I am. I'm on Facebook. Maybe they can find you there, find you there too. And then save call now. And I think this is a good opportunity. I'm excited to get the veterans from my rotary club, uh, in tune and hopefully we can come to the sheriff's office and, and to our wellness center and, um, get to know those people and hopefully, um, talk about uh, the coins and your son's story and your story. And I'm, you know, I'm honored to have you on here. And I think, uh, Hope we can have you on again, and I, I appreciate your time. And um, anything you need from us, make sure you email me, and we'll we'll get you back on and talk some more. Oh, thanks. I I, I would like that. I would like that. Oh, thank you, Carol. Have a great day. Oh, you too. Bye. Okay, thank you. Carol's doing great work there. With wrestling for the number four life. Wrestling for life. dot org. Find her on social media as well. But again, I just like to thank. Bobby and C's Auto World, downtown Minneapolis, 1221 Washington Avenue South. Downtown location. They have fuel, food, car wash, auto service. You name it, they have it. Say hi to the manager while you're there. And their motto, I think it's a great motto, serving people is the most important part of Bobby and Steve's Auto World. And I can contest to that. I go there quite often, and they are very uh, polite and friendly staff. Thank you for your uh, listening today. Again, this is a special Police Memorial Week honoring the 146 police officers, sheriffs, deputies, troopers, etc. who die in line of duty. And also the 228 
Who died? By suicide. Those numbers are crazy to me. 146 died in line of duty. 228 died by suicide. We as a society need to come together and, and, you know, granted we're not perfect as police, but we need the public support. When cops a thousand miles away make an error, don't judge your police department for one action. Nobody's perfect. We're not perfect. But 99.9% of us wake up every day and serve our communities with honor and respect. And as a society, we should do the same. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Hanging with Touch. I'm Dave Hutchinson. I'm proud of this show. I'm proud to be the sheriff of Hennepin County. And I'm proud of each and every one of our public safety professionals. They show their true colors during this COVID-19. And it's not over. We're going to be dealing with this for a long time. But we come in day in, day out, to serve the general public to the best of our ability. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time.